Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thanks for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you'll start to see weaknesses become strengths, and you'll begin to see and feel greater light come into your lives. Hello, I am Lisa, and very excited to talk about this episode in the Allegory of Spots series. The word is traditions. Immediately, I thought of the traditions, the song from the 1971 film, Fiddler on the Roof. All right, I know that dates me, but oh well. The film is timeless and tells a memorable story of Jewish traditions. Listen to this quote from the film. Because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Traditions, traditions, without our traditions, our lives would be as shaky as a fiddler on a roof. Isn't that imagery spectacular? Do you feel grounded with your traditions or not? As we discuss traditions, it is important to note a tradition may be false, may be foolish or follow a father's traditions, like the one written about in the Bible with the children of Israel, worshiping idols even after they were freed from 400 years of captivity in Egypt. Okay, let's shift to another story from a different culture. Stories are another way people connect with their faith and share deep meanings that are passed from generation to generation. This is a fantastic story that many Indian tribes tell as tradition in their cultures. There is a publication named The Bison Bellows, and these excerpts are from an article in The Bison Bellows. The story of the birth of the white buffalo calf goes as follows. Long ago, there was a great famine, and the Lakota chief sent out two scouts to hunt for food. While they were searching, they saw a figure in the distance. As they approached, the figure appeared to be a woman. One of the two scouts was filled with sexual desire, but despite the warnings from the second scout that the woman appeared to be sacred, the man approached the woman. Soon a cloud enclosed the pair, and the man turned into a pile of bones. The second man approached the woman, and although frightened, the woman explained that she was Wakan, or holy. She instructed the scout to go back to his people and tell them of her arrival. When the white buffalo calf woman arrived, she brought the white buffalo calf chanupa, or pipe, the most sacred object a person can possess, and taught them seven sacred ways to pray. Before she left, she told the people that she would return again to restore harmony and spirituality to a troubled world. She then rolled upon the earth four times, changing color each time, and turned into a white buffalo calf before she disappeared. As she left, great herds of buffalo surrounded the camps. When a white buffalo calf is born, it is a sign that their prayers are being heard and that the promises of the prophecy are being fulfilled. This is a tradition for American Indians such as Cherokee, Navajo, Sioux, Lakota, and Dakota. The white buffalo calf is the most sacred living thing on earth. The calf is a sign to begin life's sacred loop. Some American Indians say that the birth of a white calf is an omen. Because the birth takes place in the most unexpected places and often happens among the poorest of people. 
The birth is sacred within the American Indian communities because it brings a sense of hope and is a sign that good times are about to happen. These stories that we just read about may be different from your traditions. It is important to not let these differences divide us. Each of us has been created in God's image. We are identical in that sense. Our traditions make us unique. These large and long-established customs that are passed down through generations are beautiful and define us and bring us together in our cultures and tribes. Traditions become a spot when they are ugly and harmful. The very definition of evil. Some of these evil traditions have lasted for centuries. Traditions that are destructive, power-mongering, or hurtful, such as punishments, mutilation, murder. It is of Satan. These traditions bring no movement. People are stuck, stopped in place, chained to it. Think of a dog in a chain. There is only so far you can go, and there you sit. As much as you want to progress, you won't go any further than the links in that chain. Cut and release the chain. Cast it off and remove it from your life. Let evil traditions go so that you can move forward and progress. Ask yourself, is this still the way I want to do this tradition? It reminds me of the story of a young newlywed cutting off the ends of a roast before putting it in the oven. And not until this was questioned did he learn it was because the pan that was used from the previous generation could not accommodate the whole roast. Sometimes we just keep doing a tradition a certain way just because it has always been. Stop and ask everyone involved with the traditions. Is the tradition still working for them? Do they want to continue, or would there be another way that is better? It is up to every person to sift through and determine if the tradition still works, or is it perilous, so much so as a fiddler trying to stay on a roof? Does the tradition strengthen you? Does the tradition provide pure truth? Does the tradition help you remain unspotted and lead you back to live with God? If the answer to all or any of these questions is no, then stop doing them. Leave a bad tradition behind. Decide and help yourself and your families, your tribes, and your culture. Unite with one heart, one mind, one soul to move forward and progress. The promises of the Lord are always extended. Know that there is a plan of redemption by repentance if you utilize the atonement. Stand on a solid foundation. Remember how to remove a spot. Here are the tools. At the end of each episode, you'll hear us repeat the steps on how to remove your spots. It's simple. There are four steps in the process. Number one, start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life that you need to get rid of or repent of or even be healed from. You'll know when your list is complete, when you feel you've included all the items that come to mind. Number two, take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit. Number three, now that you've identified the spots, let's get rid of them or cast them off. And here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. Ask Him to remove your spots 
to literally take them from you. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, your stresses, and your concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. And number four, once you've finished steps one through three, it's time to start the process again. Only this time, dig a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourselves of any and all spots. Then move forward day by day using the atonement of Jesus Christ to keep yourself unspotted.